Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. So coming up on Bloomberg Markets, yeah. Jinx. Well, we're a little rusty. We're a little rusty. Be kind to us, everyone. But, you know, uh, I know. So speaking of long vacations, Alex Barinka. Where the heck has she order. been? I mean, come on. Uh, yes, but uh, but the IPO market's back, and so is she. So we're going to talk about that and mm-hmm. some big names we might expect to uh, come public in the, in the coming months. Uh, let's get that information from her. Briefly, momentarily, but first, Charlie Pellis, latest data check and business news headlines. Charlie. All right. Thank you very much. And once again, welcome back to the both of you. Lovely having you guys back. We've got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all moving higher on this Monday. And we have got the S&P 500 index at a record up 26 to 2488. That is a gain of 1.1%. Just getting word from Sitco that it is resuming operations at Florida fuel terminals after Hurricane. Irma. So stocks climbed to a record. The dollar strengthened. Treasuries tumbled as investors piled into riskier assets after Irma brought less damage than forecast and North Korea failed to exacerbate tensions. David Leibowitz is global market strategist at J.P. Morgan Investment Management. We do think that economic activity has been picking up over the course of the second half of this year. And I think that the inflation numbers out of China are a good first signal that you know, as we look to the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, you know, Global activity is alive and well. Yes, things in the U.S. are looking a little bit subdued. But when you look at Europe, when you look at emerging markets in particular, you're seeing stronger growth. You're seeing stronger inflation. And that should be good for uh, for risk assets globally. Royal Caribbean Cruises led cruise stocks higher as investors concluded there would be little long-range fallout for customers in the Caribbean, the industry's largest market, while Walt Disney aimed to reopen its Florida theme parks tomorrow. Royal Caribbean up by 3.6%. Recapping, S&P up 26, up 1.1%. The S&P at a record 24.68. The 10-year down 23.30 seconds yield there, 2.13%. Gold down 19.60 the ounce to 13.27, a drop of 1.5%. Crude oil back above $48 a barrel, up 1.2%. Again, the Dow up 2.59, up 1.2%. S&P up 1.1%. NASDAQ also up 1.1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Mr. Pellet, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson and this is Bloomberg. I guess we'll be the cold part of this because she writes the hot sheet. Alex Brinker does the IPO hot sheet for us and brings the heat. With a look? I, I try. I try, yeah, I Corey. I definitely try. And luckily, uh, with the summer heat fading, that means the IPO market is heating up, uh, as we usually see post-Labor Day. But it's not necessarily as heating up as hot as some folks who I uh, have been speaking to since the, that long weekend have wanted. Um, usually, you do see a lull in new listings in the summer. We talked about this through June, July, and, and into early August. And after Labor Day is when people wait because they know the investors will be back in their chairs. Summer holidays are over. But this year, as of now, we only have five deals on the calendar looking to raise a maximum of $1.4 billion in stock based on the market 
ranges. To put that in perspective, last year, post-Labor Day in September, we saw 16 companies sell $2.6 billion in IPO shares. So it is a little bit slower. If I think back to what I was doing at this time exactly a year ago in the second week uh, of September, it's it's a bit slower. Uh, the biggest one on the docket is actually um, an Asian company called Best Inc. that's listing here, aiming to raise as, as much as $930 million. So not a, a ton of activity uh, coming right out the gate. And most people just say it's it's a bit of uncertainty in the markets. You Even though it's been a, you know, summer's a slow trading period, usually the VIX has been up uh, kind of at a higher level than most people want it to be. It's calmed down since we had it peaking at around 15, which is kind of the high threshold in mid-August, and we've calmed down since then. So there's just a, a few kind of uh, hiccups in the market right now that's slowing down things in my world. And frankly, talking to my deals colleagues, not a lot going around there, too. But if I had to point to you to a couple of names that I would be paying attention to, um, Dropbox is definitely one of them that I would be looking out for. And and uh, selfish purposes, I'm flagging this one because my colleague and I wrote a big story in Business Week magazine in August about this company and the changes that they've gone through as they've mm. kind of gotten ready for their IPO. Our sources tell us they could be filing as early as the end of this year. So this is that's probably the biggest name uh, in terms of size that and I would big look revenues, at. and we wonder if the model is as bad as, as Box's revenue. I know the businesses are, are different in some important ways, but there are a lot of similarities too, and and Box's numbers were just so bad because the marketing costs were so high. Right, big revenues and big uh, growth. Are, are, my sources tell me that their annual revenue growth is still about thirty percent, which is a great level for a company that, as they said, are uh, profitable on an EBITDA basis. I thought it was interesting when we sat down uh, with Drew Houston, the CEO, uh, this summer for this story. He said something that made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, he said, "Warren Buffett better be able to look at our business and say this lemonade stand." makes money, which that's a big departure of thinking, looking at the bottom line, thinking about profitability, thinking about uh, unit economics. That's not necessarily the startup way. And it did seem like uh, quite the evolution from, say, in 2015, when Dropbox had basically spread itself so thin that that the staffers inside the company struggled to explain what the company did. How much of maybe the pullback to an IPO, as you talk about some market uncertainty, but I was looking at the Bloomberg IPO index in terms of returns, and it looks like it's only up about 2.8% this year. And even a rally since uh, mid-August of about 9 you know, we've seen about 9%. We have seen a bit of a bounce, but it's not like an outperformance. Right. And if you think back to uh, post-Labor Day of last year, equity investors were so behind because the first half of 2016 was so bad. Folks were, you know, not taking chances on, on risky stocks, and IPOs are inherently more risky. People were chasing returns. And as they're chasing returns, they were piling into these new companies that went public last year, and that helped kind of the IPO environment. This year, we haven't had the same dynamic. Mm. Uh, we haven't necessarily had uh, stock market investors broadly chasing a lot of these companies. Some of them are, are big, buzzy, and exciting, and we've seen that uh, on the first few days of trading. But yes, this class in 2017 hasn't performed as well as past classes. So there's a mix here going on of, of frankly, a bit of a lack of supply. If I run down my uh, my brain here and think about who else is out there, we've written on Dole Foods. We've written 
on uh, Frontier Airlines, but the airline stocks are getting hammered, so there's no reason for them to go right now. There's just not a ton of exciting big names waiting to go public, and the investors are perhaps a little more uh, timid when it comes to getting into these stocks as they were last year. So a few things kind of dragging on the IPO market. Uh, hopefully we'll see a bit of pickup in activity, because if you remember, as soon as we get further into the colder months of the year, you start getting close to Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you've got people saying, hold up, we're not. this isn't going to happen in 2017. IPO, we're going to have to talk about it like it's a 2018 event. we got to get those IPOs. I, saw, I was out in the Hamptons. I saw a lot of houses for sale. <laughs> you need those uh, newly minted millionaires and billionaires to snatch those up, Corey. All right. Alex Barinka, thank you so much. Alex Barinka, she's our IPO reporter here at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Check her out on Twitter at Alex Barinka. World of National News headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Nathan Hager. He's in our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C. Corey, Georgia and the Carolinas are now bearing the brunt of tropical storm Irma, but the storm still has millions without power in Florida where it blew through as a hurricane. And even though the mayor of Miami Beach says his city dodged a cannon, Florida Governor Rick Scott says the threat is not entirely over. Don't think just because this thing packed, you can run home, or passed, you can run home. We've got We've got down power lines all across the state. We've got roads that are impassable still across across state. We've got debris all over the state. Still, by one estimate, the total damage from Irma may be more like $49 billion. At one point, it was as high as $200 billion by the estimates. The U.N. Security Council set to vote this evening on yet more sanctions against North Korea following its sixth and strongest nuclear test. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Bill Richardson tells Bloomberg Television the U.S. isn't likely to get everything it wants out of this. We'll probably get away with a compromise, a watered-down version that includes a natural gas that includes uh, textile exports, uh, significant, but not enough to bring them to their knees because China won't support a very, very strong resolution that cuts off their oil. What Janet Yellen did last summer, the Federal Reserve Chairman's public schedule is posted on the Fed's website now. It shows a breakfast meeting at the Fed on July 17th with President Trump's daughter and advisor, Ivanka. Eight days after that meeting, President Trump told the Wall Street Journal Yellen was in the running for a second term as chair. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.